This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. It is the day after Christmas, and I know for some people that's, that's kind of a big deal. Christmas is a, is a, a focus of excitement and, and activity. I For us, it's always been a time of, of fun and festivities in our house. All our kids are around, and typically we don't have as much going on in the home, and so it's a time where we get to spend time with family, and there can be a little bit of a, of a letdown the day after Christmas, the, the post-Christmas blues. I don't necessarily have those, but I, I, get, I get them. I, I, I understand it. Um, and probably as my kids get older I'm, I, and move away and I don't see them as much, I, I get the post-Christmas blues when my kids go back to college or back home. So it's not about Christmas for me. It's about the family going away. Yeah. <clears throat> um, getting older. Do you guys? How do you guys deal? Uh, how is Christmas for you guys? Is that a any any after effects to, to Christmas? It's usually t- not till New Year's Day that I get the Christmas blues because that's when we pack everything up. Okay. So we just try to extend that as as long as we can. Um, so that, but I totally get it. Like when we there's something feels a little clean and and empty and maybe even a little sterile about our house once we put all that those decorations away and even the dawning of the new year. I try to focus on you know, the, the new opportunities and thank God for the additional breath in my lungs for the new year. And that, that, that uh, addition of time in my life is trying to have, where I try to refocus and put my energy. We actually don't pack everything up until the wise men finally get to the <laughs> yeah. second Sunday in January. So like yeah. two years. Epiphany. Epiphany. January 6th, you know, you gotta wait till then. Uh, I think um, you know for for our household it's a, it's a busy household on Christmas Day, so uh, that that day is a, a day in which maybe it would after, help the listener if they knew how many grandkids are at your house on Christmas that's Day. True. Well, there's there's fifteen grandkids right now, and Under they're all the living age of nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so I mean, there's there's it's loud and raucous and active all day long so by the time the house clears you know right the you know the christmas blues i don't know if i have them i'm probably sleeping through those (laughs) you know you don't wake up you don't wake up till about noon on (laughs) the day after because you've been up up for a a couple days (laughs) it seems like so that's that's my 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 christmas just seems to extend and and of course i you know the twelve days of Christmas are really the twelve days after Christmas. You know they, uh, it always. My disappointment is this: if you flip the radio on on uh, the day after Christmas, it's all back to the same secular music, and you've lost that whole focus on the coming of Jesus Christ. Mm. 
this is a little bit of an aside and so it's not worth hardly anything but i was listening to the radio this morning and there was somebody that was speaking about that the 12 days of christmas really is all about birds that all 12 days are about birds and so they talked talked the listener through how that could be and i'm just going to say publicly i'm not sure i buy it yeah but it is out there so there you go ryan i think i interrupted you so no uh yeah i don't i don't have too many post-christmas blues i think i'm kind of like Vinny. you know once kind of a little bit i think we let the stuff stay up for a week after christmas and then we start putting it away so that aspect of it is always kind of sad going back to normal stuff but yeah, we didn't put. We never put away the decorations until when our kids were small. Till they went to school, back to school that first day, and then they would come home and it would be all wrapped up. But you know, during that vacation period, we were still in Christmas mode. Mm. So today's show is devoted to all those that just want to hang on to Christmas just a one little more day, bit more. longer. So this is the last of our, quote, Advent series, but really can't be Advent in the truest sense because it's post-Christmas. But for you, this is then an anticipatory Advent for the second coming of Christ. Um, then you can put it in that category and it still works. But we've been thinking thinking about names and titles of, of Jesus Christ. And today is the phrase, Son of God. And that comes to us out of the Gospel of Luke, and I'm not sure who's reading that this morning. Luke, Luke 1, verse 35, the, the angel uh, speaking to Mary says to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. So what are we to make of this title? Why does it matter? What's its significance? What does it mean? I think that uh, you you can say that the title "Son of God" means the same thing as God the Son. Uh, you know, we're we're talking about His deity here. It's implying and underscoring the the deity of, deity of Christ, but also the personality distinction within the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You know, so there's a there's a personality distinction. The Son the fact that he's son implies the same nature as the Father, sharing the same divine glory, uh, the same activity, knowledge, power, life, and will, the eternal identity of the person, but at the same time uh, there's a, a difference in the personhood between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So maybe talk the listener through the distinction that's being made when we read uh, what we read in Luke chapter 1, verse 35, that the Most High will overshadow you, therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. What's the difference between that and then in Luke chapter 3, you have the genealogy of Jesus Christ, and it will end by saying the son of Enos, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. What's the difference between Jesus being the son of God and Adam being the son of God? Uh, you know, that the genealogy going all the way back to Adam is also it's speaking about his humanity, connecting him with 
humanity. The idea that in Luke where it talks about the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the Most High will overshadow you, it you know it's connecting his humanity, but he's saying that he is divine. And how is that different than Adam being the son of God? There was a time when Adam didn't exist. Um, he was born of right. the dust and, and, and created by a, a generative act of, of God where the second person of the Trinity has always existed and exists from an eternal generation of the Father. And so there, there's a distinction between Adam's existence and Christ's existence when we talk about them as the Son of God. We, we like the word begotten, um, not made. Um, mm-hmm. when, we, when we attribute that to Christ. And then so you have the specific timing in which the second person took on tr- took on flesh and, and, and dwelt among us as distinct from his eternal existence within the person of the Trinity from all eternity. I mean, I think um, one difference too is Adam is, can be called the son of God in more of a general sense in that he is created by God and made by him. We also see this title attributed to uh, angels in the book of Job. They're all sons of God in the book of Job. God made them and uh but jesus is just wholly different in that he is the eternal son of god i mean he's never been made he's been begotten so i do actually have a point behind all of this and i why does this matter in our pluralistic religious world in which we live to make this distinction between adam as a son of god and jesus as the son of god why might that matter with our religious beliefs and and especially as we interact with other religious views. I think in one sense, we, we hear language thrown out that, that we're all children of God. And in one sense, we are in terms of God as our creator, but only those who have a relationship with Christ can call God Father. Right. They've been redeemed and adopted into his family. And so that, that that's a distinction we make. Uh, additionally, within the Christian faith, we believe in a triune God. That's a distinct, exclusive claim that we have, that our God is three in person and one in essence that sets us apart from other uh, world religions. And I think uh, one of the way, I mean, we're just not, we're not making this distinction out of, you know, thin air, you know, the Bible itself makes a distinction with the title given to Jesus that he's the son of God and, and and explicitly referencing his divinity. And one example of that is when uh, Jesus walks on water towards his disciples and Peter comes out of the boat and he starts sinking and then, Jesus rescues him and they get back in the boat and immediately everything is calm. And the response of the disciples is to fear. And they say, you know, truly you are the son of God. Uh, even on his crucifixion, uh, Luke records for us that when all is finished and he cries out the loud voice, giving up his spirit, the centurion, you know, overseeing all this, he, he testifies says, truly, this is the son of God. So there, there, there's a distinction there that scripture is making between Adam being son of God, and then Jesus being the son of God. And all of this makes a difference because we are not all on the same journey as Jesus Christ, that we were created by God and, and somehow then by our activity and our works and our whatever, we can become something divine. Um, Jesus began, I mean, he was from the very beginning, he always has existed as the eternal son of God. Now there came a point in time when he took on flesh and blood, mm-hmm. but that was not when he came to be right as the second person of the Trinity. He always was. And Jesus testifies to this in John 17, 
when he's it's called his high priestly prayer it's a great prayer to read and meditate on where he starts out proclaiming that he's he's done what he's come to doing done the will of the father and he he asked the father to glorify him with the glory that he had with him before the beginning so jesus own words he's he was glorified and he is god and I appreciate the distinction you made too, Russ, because we're when we think about the the indwelling spirit, the indwelling Holy Spirit with, within us, that's that's the div, the divine nature. It's not a nature that we assume or have or possess or work toward. It, it's distinct from who we are. It's God living within us. We we don't believe the error that that we become little gods or or, or we we take on a divine nature. We take on the characteristics of Christ through the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit producing that Christ-like character in us. But it's it's because it exists uh, distinct from our sinful fleshly nature. And and maybe it feels like we're we're um, splitting hairs, but this this is the splitting of <clears throat> hairs that helps us be orthodox and yeah, right. and not heretics yeah um, because the person and work of christ his two natures and how they relate to each other are essential um to the faith and this is why you have it in our our three universal creeds of the church really honing in on that fact yeah well we have appreciated working through the different names and titles of christ we thank you for joining us in that journey if you've missed any of those um, i believe that that this was number 17 in that series so you can go back and if you're really struggling with post-christmas blues do a little christology yes (laughs) go back and listen to a couple of those episodes and hopefully it will cheer your spirits been good to be with you and we'll see you tomorrow